0: Alrighty, Cast preview for our big match against the Western Bulldogs tomorrow night, 7:20 PM, Alberton Standard Time. Coming at you from Marvel Stadium tomorrow, our home away from home, Alberton East. As it's been this year, we've got a lot of big wins there to, um, this year, and hopefully, one more coming tomorrow that'll really, really send us flying into finals. But we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. I'm your host, David, and let's get right into this bloody preview for our last match of the home and away season. It's really heating up. Do you like that? <laughs> Dags. What? Yeah, dags. Dags? like yeah, dags. dags? Oh, dogs. No, I don't fucking like dogs this weekend. A big match against the dags tomorrow night. There's a lot to talk about with this one because uh, really a month ago, month um, I don't know, when I we've been quietly hitting form for a while. Well, last week was really, but we've been quietly just going under the radar. Ever since really we lost to Melbourne, you know, I think a lot of the AFL media... Wrote us off at that point. They said they're just not winning these big ones, and we just w- w- and we were frustrated as well. And to be fair, probably even with getting some pretty big wins over the last um, month and a half, it hasn't really. We've probably been still unsure of our own, even as fans, um, unsure of exactly where we sit. And certainly being twenty three points down against Carlton midway through the second quarter last week, we we're really starting to get frustrated and thinking, when the fuck's, when is when the fuck is this ever going to come together? Um, but then after after the uh, roll of nineteen goals in a row, we probably felt a lot better after that. Um, but yeah, quietly going under the radar, and um, yeah, really, even a month ago, I didn't think we'd be. Well, I don't think any Port Adelaide fan could reasonably think a month ago we could be in with a, 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 a as as minute chance as it is. We are a chance of finishing top going into the last week of the season. Which is wonderful, and but we've locked in top four. Which I guess even a month and a half ago, maybe or especially after that loss to Melbourne, um, top four at that point was still um, just really the aim, and we've locked it in with a week to go. And now our destiny as to exactly where we sit in the top four is in our own hands. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of like we're we're floating into finals, just mi- like mildly under the radar. The media, the wider media, isn't really talking about us too much as far as it being a chance. Um, that Colton game, we were expecting, it's a funny thing, um, when we don't win as big as we should, people are like, oh, what's going on there, and when, and when we do, it's like, oh, they should be anyway, so, um, but under the radar is probably where we want to be at the moment, um, it's nice, um, all the attentions on other teams, um, certainly the Bulldogs being one of them, um, their form over the last couple of weeks, hasn't been great, they lost Josh Bruce a few weeks back, which him him coming off probably having his best year and, and it is unfortunate. Look, we don't want to, we don't want to see other teams. We, we just don't like seeing guys get injured. Um, you know, the sport, you don't want to root for that kind of stuff. And, uh, but you know, we've just got to take it as a, a, a as far as the, what we've got to deal with on the field. It is a plus for us. Um, there is a lot of talent down there in that dogs forward line, but hasn't been clicking quite as much lately. And it's uh, probably the midfield is a main problem there as well. But, um, Guys like Aaron Norton aren't lighting it up like they were earlier in the season. Um, you know, got guys like Cody Waitman down there as well, but it's just it isn't quite clicking as much. Um, you know, Tim English and just just everything that's going on down there in the forward line just isn't quite clicking like it was, and and they are very reliant on midfield to provide a lot of that drive as well, and um, and kind of make things happen, and and it just isn't quite happening for them as much. So there is a lot of attention on them at the moment um, with how they've been looking, and that's. I guess that's uh, I I don't mind being being in that position. Where we are actually the, you know, a lot of people, um, this despite our form, might have been looking um wondering if we were gonna go into this um with a, with a bit of favoritism. But um I did check earlier today, um and we are the underdogs on Sports Bet. I'm gonna have a quick look again. At that point we were paying two dollars ten. Um versus the Western Bulldogs at a dollar seventy-four. Um I'm gonna have a quick look now again and see where we're sitting. At this current moment, two dollars twelve. We are, in the Western Bulldogs are dollar seventy three. So, yeah, the money's there for the dogs. It's not like it's, it's not massive a uh, difference in odds, but it's enough. Um, I might, might have a light flutter tomorrow. Who knows? We'll see what it, we'll see what it comes out to. But um, yeah, it's just w- we're in that position of um, just being nicely underdogs at the moment, which is um, I'm just I'm enjoy- I, I don't mind that considering. The attention earlier in the year was really um, a lot of favoritism towards Port, and, and rightly so as well. The recruits we'd had, and they, we had a good um, pre-season as well. Although the pre-season was somewhat dubious as to far as far as how much run out we actually got, but we did deal with the Crows pretty comfortably. So everything was looking up, but then we just haven't quite got the runs on the board against the big big sides this year. But we've beaten all the sides we should which is not something any other team in the comp- competition can actually say. All the other teams around us have had those upset losses that we haven't had. Um, so consistency-wise, we're probably actually the most consistent team. And certainly um, since the turn of the bye and, uh, and into the second half of the season, we've been um, the best side in the comp. So just quietly floating along, getting our players back and, and looking good. So, yeah, it's a nice place to be going into tomorrow night. And certainly, as I met, as I said, right off the top um, after, after the... Um, Little snatch grab. Um We we uh, sorry, I was lo- lost my train of thought. We um, go into this round uh, comfortably in the top four, which is probably even like I said a month ago. I wasn't sure if I, th- I thought we might be needing to beat the dogs to lock up top four, and that's we don't have that. So I don't want us to go uncomfortable. I still want to go in with some edge, but it is nice to know that no matter what we do tomorrow night, there's a bit of freedom to that. There's not that press mental pressure. Um, that we have to lock up top four. That that's actually on the Bulldogs, and that might that might spur them on a little bit. And they they certainly do need to win to make guarantee top four. Um, so I guess we'll talk about the Dogs first. They do need a win to guarantee top four. Inexplicably, with their losses the last couple of weeks, what they've lost to, um, well, Essendon the week before, which Essendon have been just throughout the season getting themselves into better and better form, and uh, they lost to the Bulldogs, lost to them. So no. No slouch in that loss. But then last weekend was the real boil over losing to Hawthorne and Rashley being really soundly beaten by Hawthorne. Um, and that was the real moment where everyone sat up and said, oh, what's going on down there at the Kennel? So um, a big loss there and that's probably the one that's really going to stick the fire up them um, a little bit going into this week. So something we've got to watch out for is um, they, they, they're going to be hurting um, a little bit from and the, the talk and, and, and everything going on. The fact that this season they've been out and out one of the top two teams in the comp more or less for most of the year, up until these last few weeks, um, Geelong have been up there and we've been up there. But you know, Melbourne and Bulldogs were kind of battling it out for that top top two spot for a while, and now now it's suddenly come down to the point that um, if Brisbane win um, and get a decent enough win, uh, and we and we beat the Bulldogs, and uh, well, uh, in the Bulldogs' case, we they lose to us. Um, They could inexplicably finish outside the top four, which would be, um, I'm not going to say a failure because they're still in the finals, and um, certainly the Bulldogs are the one team to have proven that they can win out from outside the top four back in that great run in 2016. But it's just with the season they've had, they should be, they would have been all year planning to, with that, you know, the start they had and everything and the good year they were having. That they're going to be going in with a double chance, and and the fact they're going into tomorrow night needing to win to make sure ensure that, and that the and if they lose, there's a fairly good chance. If Brisbane get the job done with the, the percentage being pretty close between them, it's 1.8 percentage points um, between Bulldogs and Brisbane. Certainly, if they Bulldogs lose to us, they lose a bit of that, and Brisbane just need to have a decent enough win to make that up. So it could get very tight there. And um, yeah, a loss does, certainly doesn't mean the Bulldogs are going to finish outside the top four, but they need to win to. Consolidate it and make sure of it. Um, so y- there's a lot riding on it for him. And um, with the way that the form, you know, when Josh Bruce went down, a lot of people did rumble around and say, look, that's a big loss to them because he's been having a great year. And really, is he's kind of the centrepiece of that forward line. And uh, and things haven't looked great for him. They had their, uh, I think, lowest score of the year last week. Um, and really, just well aren't you know, the midfields not clicking like it has been? Not Not as. You know, midfields are all about effort and they just haven't it hasn't been quite been there. It hasn't been quite clicking the way it has um earlier in the year for them. And uh that's that's the big thing they're gonna have to try and find and I I hope they don't decide to find their form against us. But um certainly there's a lot a lot of work there to be done for them and um considering we've been probably just humming along a little bit more a little bit nicer. Um that's probably yeah, they they've got a they've got a big test against us tomorrow night. So Their team, um, as it stands, they've had just one change, um, just looking it up now, Uh, Rourke Smith is coming back in, um, in place of Riley Garcia, so otherwise, um, yeah, more or less to line up. Uh, That defence that, uh, well, we, I remember doing the preview for the first game earlier this year, and their defence is kind of the one spot they can get um, scored upon, and and they kind of rely on their... um, their uh their ability to score and 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 score freely to you know run over the top of you a little bit and that's certainly what they did earlier this year to us but we were able to we we proved earlier in the year that we can score on them and score quickly when we get when we get our shit together so there is some cause i guess some um you know cause for concern with the bulldogs about what and how we looked last week as well um certainly alex keith down there um is a pretty big big player, and, and, and you know Easton Wood and Taylor Gerrera and Bailey Williams, you know, there's a, they've got a good back line, it just hasn't been quite, it's not a dominant lockdown back line, it's just one that um, can help move the ball forward and out of there quickly with that midfield that they've got going as well, and, and, and get, you know, get the ball forward quickly, and hopefully onto the head of some of those forwards, but certainly, like I said, they're missing Josh Bruce, who's been a massive target for them this year, and... But Aaron Norton, look, he's he hasn't been the uh, you know astronaut, astronaut and that he has been earlier in the year, um, and kicking bags of goals like he was. And Cody Waitman's certainly come in and been in, um, you know, since his debut, and he certainly had some magic moments against us. So we're going to have to lock lock in on that a little bit and make sure that kind of stuff isn't happening. But um, otherwise, you know, that, that's still an incredibly strong lineup. They've had a Trelaw come back in, in the last few weeks and. They're going to be looking to get some legs into him a little bit, and that might be just a part of what the issue's been. And they're trying to get him back into the side. And while they've been losing a bit of form elsewhere, and just they've just got to kind of just lock lock things in a little bit again. So it's certainly a lineup to um, not one to scoff at still. And I, I you know, despite their form of the last few weeks, I'd still be pretty wary of them. And uh, certainly um, the likes of Bonampelli, you know this. This could be, I mean, this battle just in one, <laughs> one other aspect, actually. You know, Bonapeli is a pretty a warm favourite for the brownlow at the moment. But um, it's, it's a real, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, the, the kind of midfield head-to-head. You've got the Bokes and, you know, our bokes And, and Oli, who we where we look at Oli this year as being our, our favourite um, out of anyone to hold the most votes in the brownlow and maybe sneak sneak in for the medal. And uh, you know it could be a big, big game in that on that front as well It's the last last round that Brownlow votes can be counted. So it um, could be a big one in deciding that medal. Um, and certainly, you can already just see Gill just lining up, licking those lips to read out those names from this game, <laughs> if that's what it comes down to. And particularly the other match of the round too with um, Melbourne and Geelong, it uh, could be a few big. Vote winners in that that are making their presence count on the on Brownlow night but as far as the game goes um I certainly look look across that Western Bulldogs team and still go that's a pretty fucking good team but um like I said earlier in the year, it really was a game dictated by this st- our slow <laughs> our slow start which still isn't um an issue is still an issue that we're having but um you know without that that start that we give them, who knows what kind of game that is because they we had they could kind of just we had to expend a lot of energy getting back into that game and then a Cleary injury didn't help. And uh, and there's just a lot of things happened in that game. And there was a lot of players missing too. Um, and then we'll start getting into our team now, I guess. Um, but we were missing... Um, obviously, Clury went down in that game. So that was a rough one. Because when you're having to use a sub, and Clury was in incredible form at that point. Um, and it, it is unfortunate that... I guess we can talk about quickly the selection before we get into talking a bit about the, more about the um, match-ups. But Clury's has been admitted um, for McKenzie coming back in, which I think it's just... Cleary's just... He is the unlucky one now. I talk, talked about earlier in the year that Mackenzie um, was kind of the odd one out with the backline depth that we've got. Now, with Mackenzie coming in and mistaking his claim and playing really good footy, Cleary is now the odd one out. It's no knock on Cleary that he's been admitted. It's just he hasn't come back in and found that form. You know, last week he was a bit... Um, he, he grew into the game, but it's still just not quite there. And it's McKenzie's just in red-hot form. So, I guess you've got to go with the hot hand in that sense. And um, Cleary's just unlucky there. But he will, certainly, he will certainly get some more chances this year. Um, I certainly expect he will because he's just a class act and a great defender, and he's going to be a, he's going to be a required player in the finals. And Fantasia's got a tight hamstring apparently, so hopefully that's just a week out kind of get it get it right for finals kind of situation. But luckily, uh, we got Motlop back, so he kind of um, swaps out into that forward line. And Motlop certainly, you know, Motlop's had his quiet games this year, but he certainly uh, he made his presence felt in some big matches as well. And uh, I still remember his uh, his big goals in the qualifying final last year, so he certainly knows how to find form at the right time of year, so hopefully he can come back in and um, hit the ground running again in this last match. But, um yeah, with those, so Clurie's out of the Bulldog, uh, Bulldogs match again, this time for a different reason. But luckily, look, as long as we, we just don't want to see an injury like that in a game to a player, Um to knock on wood that we don't have to deal with that again in a game against the Bulldogs, but... um. Guys like Butters and Ro- uh, Butters and Rosie Butters and um, Dersmer were big big outs at that point. That was still only a few weeks after they'd gotten injured earlier in the year, and um, they were a long way from coming back. But in in that last Bulldogs match, so and we've we've seen as uh, Cleary, sorry Cleary, Butters and Dersmer have come back into the side, gotten their feet gotten their feet wet a little bit over the last few weeks, and they've really you know Butters has been really finding his form again and really getting getting. The, getting his match speed back and, and making a real influence. And Desma certainly was last week as well. And, you know, those guys and I've said it a, a few times over the last few weeks that they've just – you can just see that cut and thrust a little bit more and that speed through the midfield and that that uh, ability to cut through the midfield and really take it down the corridor and, and, and that bravery and that footy is really – you know, we, we were missing that so much when they were out and you can really see a bit, bit of that coming into the game. So that's certainly something that the Bulldogs haven't seen from us this year. Uh, with what we were missing in that first game at Adelaide Oval, and um, that'll be something to a big change up to what we saw last time, and hopefully, um, you know, the start can be a bit better, and we can we can utilize that a little bit, and even like the likes kind of rosy, um, you know, he was just not in this form that he is now earlier in the year. So there's a lot of a lot of changes to our lineup um, to what we, the Bulldogs saw earlier in the year, and a lot more form to our lineup now as well. So there is reason to hope in that sense that, uh, the, the, you know, the mistakes of what happened earlier in the year, and certainly the fact we're playing at Marvel, a stadium we have enjoyed our time at this year reasonably well, and it's in front of an empty stadium, which which sucks, uh, but we have had and we have had a decent enough time in front of that empty crowd this year. Um, so, you know, hopefully then, you know, even guys like, you know, Bergman's gotten so much better over the course of the year. Willem Drew's gotten so much better. You know, that midfield is just... So much better than it was um, in that game against the Bulldogs earlier in the year. So it'll be really interesting to see, kind of you know the Bulldogs have really got one of those elite midfield units still, even though they haven't been qu- quite hitting the ground the way the way they would have liked to in the first couple of weeks, the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, the Bulldogs midfield unit is still really one of the premium ones in the competition, and and a good test for our guys. You know, see where we've come um, from that point, but um, also you know just to just to match it up with one of the best ones, but yeah, like I said, they've just we've come a long way since that point. Um, I I truly believe, and yeah, we've got a got a lot of work to do, but um, it's going to be a good test and a perfect way to go on because the, you know, knock on wood, we're not going to lose this one. But it is nice going in there knowing that there's just a bit of we we have a bit of cushion. We're getting the double chance no matter what. But we won a home final. We won a home final. It worked out incredibly well for us last year, getting that qualifying final at home. That was a great night, and I'd like to have that again. So um, there's a lot to play for in this one, a lot to play for, and um, I'm really hoping we um, get the job done. And I'm I'm feeling reasonably confident, I have to say. I'm surprised at that because uh, most of the time this year when we've gone into these, you know, whether it be Geelong or uh, Melbourne, um, I probably had a little bit less confidence in those games. And that's not to say I don't go in with a lot of hope um, into every game. I'm 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 always optimistic, but I, I do I do also have a part of me that's a catastrophic thinker. And I try to think about the the um, worst case scenarios and all those things. But I, I guess maybe it is the fact that we've got the top four sewn up that I am just there is that relaxed nature to it that I think we can just go out there and, and play our game a little bit and uh, and really focus on the things we've been doing well over the last few weeks and keep building upon that. Um, Take this opportunity. Um, n- don't treat it as a free hit in the sense that you have or have in the back of the mind that you can lose. But take the opportunity of also, you know, take the... Op- th- you know, you can t- you, you can use the the top four finish already being sewn up as a negative in the sense that you could rest on your laurels. But you can also use it as a positive and say, look, we've got top four sewn up so we can go out there and, and really have a crack in the sense of really trying to consolidate a game plan and really find... Those iron out some of those kinks. You know why those slow starts out. Well, let's try something tomorrow night, and get out of that funk. And like, and you know, genuinely go out there to win the game. But go out there, you know, pressure off can also be a positive, real positive thing. So use it in that sense. Um, don't use it as a, you know, as a, you know, you can rest on your laurels a bit. But use it as a point of difference to actually go out there and really. Um really, take the pressure off and take the shackles off and and show kind of the port footy that we know is there and what we saw last week for that second half and um for over half of the game last week was just just incredible and yes western Bulldogs are a largely different beast to um to colton obviously, but you know there's still just a team of eighteen players out there and um and we can and we we showed last week how how good we can be when we're decisive. Um, we use our pressure right, and we use our skills right, and um, and get things just get things humming along. So, I'm really hopeful that we can use this game to show that we can do that against the top teams, and not just not just Carlton, because that's probably the one knocker from last week, because everyone just said, well, it's just fucking Carlton without Mackay and um, Paddy Cripps. So, you know, it'd be nice to see a little bit of that against the Bulldogs, and we certainly showed earlier in the year that we can get a run on against a team like the Bulldogs. We just couldn't keep it going for a game, so. Hoping that um, a little bit of fitness is in the boys, and and we can, and and the, certainly the, the lessons of last week can be translated, and and we can, you know, there's a lot of confidence to be gained from the kind of um, classy footy we were playing last week. So, um, yeah, that's about it. I th- I think we can go out there and win this one by a good three or four goals. I reckon. Um, I don't think it'll, it, won't, it won't ever be a, a blowout tomorrow night, but I think we can. I think we can um, get out get ourselves out to a lead and. And play some good footy and just and just lock lock it up a little bit and I think the Bulldogs while they might find a little bit of form again tomorrow night I just think it's um yeah I think we've got a lot to play for as well as the um, Bulldogs ob- obviously like I've said they've got a win to lock up top four but um, I think um, I think Port Adelaide they're really sniffing the chance now I think they're sniffing the chance that they thought they might have um, played themselves out of a few you know a month and a half ago. But they're really sniffing the chance to um be at Adelaide oval for the until the grand final, and <laughs> yeah knock on wood maybe the grand final too, but um you know, like last year, we didn't have to leave Adelaide once we made the finals because um, we we locked up that um home home qualifying final, and i think I think it's a real carrot dangling in front of the boys now that they can um play they can be playing Adelaide next week, which they didn't think probably think they would be a few weeks back so Realistically, so that that's that's on the table for him, and I think they'd they'd love to be sticking around Adelaide for another another couple of weeks and um and and lock it up. So yeah, I reckon a, f- a nice four goal win tomorrow night would just do me nicely. Um, so I'll take a quick break here, and then we'll get into we've got a, uh, a a milestone tomorrow night. So and a big one, and one I'm really proud to talk about. So take a quick break and uh, talk about uh, Carl Amon, A um, A Mon's one hundredth game coming up tomorrow night. Right, our boy Carl Amon, a bloke that's been having an incredible year this year, um, and last year was incredible as well. But he's really he's taken it up a notch again, and really, last, his last couple of years has been he's he's locked himself in as one of our our premium players, an incredible incredibly classy act. Yeah. He, he can do it in the midfield. He can win his win the footy, as well as he's kicked some of the best goals of the year. He's kicked a few of them this year for us, and and really just. And kind of finds uh, in a few of those games, particularly I think back to that St. Kilda one where we were really struggling in this at the start of that game and he kicked a couple of real good goals from 50, like snaps on the run kind of stuff. And, and he's one of those players that finds the footy and, and makes an impact sometimes when we really need someone to make an impact because we're, we're a little bit quiet. We're not not quite fine in the flow of the game. And that's an incredible, incredible attribute to have. Um, he's to think about his journey as well and i i know this is a story that's well it's known enough but it's it's, hey, it's not one that i knew well i knew that he had a condition when he was younger um and i, I if i'm mispronouncing this i, I apologize but it's Perth's disease um it's like perth with es on the end um it's a and reading about it it's it's a it's a hip disorder with, in in kids in particular um initiated by disruption of blood flow to the head of the femur due to the lack of blood flow the bone dies and stops growing so over time i guess healing can occur but i don't i don't know what it, it caused him some issues anyway as a young, as a younger fella he had operations for a few uh, several operations five on the hip between the ages of 5 and 8 and he was um spent a year in a wheelchair followed by a year on crutches so for a young young kid you know usually at that point between 5 and 8 you're playing your minis and junior colts or whatever you, whatever you call it wherever you are um it was minis and junior colts for me in country South Australia. But, um, yeah, it's like those are years when you're starting to play footy and he's spending him on a wheelchair and crutches. So he's already had, like, you know, s- somewhat of a delayed start. But he then he got into his footy career and we dra- drafted him from the Sandringham Dragons in uh, in 2013 at pick 68. So he's one of those late draft picks that we've done well with over the years. You know, Robbie Gray was pick 55, I believe, and we've had a few others. I think Westhoff was a late in the 70s as well. So... Um, you know, as well as having some luck with some of the top draft picks. And, you know, guys like Carl Amon at pick 68. That's just incredible stuff, you know. He, often those kind of guys can be, um, yeah, it can, you know, there's the same draft we got uh, Darcy Ben Jones at pick 52 as well. And Jarman Impey was in that draft, which he had a nice little career for us before he's um headed over to um, headed over to Hawthorne. But, um, yeah, he's he's, having, he's he's had an incredible career with us because he, he was – one of those players a little, little in and out for a while, and certainly I've talked about it a bit lately. That he used, you know, he was on the draw. He was on he was on the trade table a couple of years ago, and that's a, uh, you know, to to come back from that to find yourself in that kind of position, which can be hard for a player. And I know players that understand the business of footy, and I know he's talked about it before, and um, just understanding that's where he was at. And, but he's he took it the right way, and he's he's found he just he's found this level in his play and become an indispensable player. He's just an elite. Elite kick, elite, elite ball user. He's just um, an elite fella, and I think that's probably the, the thing I love about him most. Beyond all he's doing on the field for us, he's um, he's found himself um, kind of thrust in the spotlight a little bit, and um, he's certainly, he's certainly going to uh, um, you know, be be that more for us over the next few years because he's only twenty six still. You know, he's playing in the game a hundred at the age of twenty six, which is a little bit late, I guess, for the you know, because you got guys like Ollie and stuff have played. Far more than that, but that's just because he's been in and out a little bit. But um, you know, he's fine he's finding his he's finding his form later. You know, and this is he's only he's still got a couple. He's still got his prime. His prime's still ahead of him. I believe he can get better. Um, and he and but you know he's, he's such an elite player. You know, should be an All Australian this year already. So he's already at that level that we that we wanted to be. And um, yeah, he's got he's got so much more to come. But um, like I said, his greatest ab- attribute above all of this above all the g- good things he does in the field for us is he's um he's an incredible fellow, and i think um a few people have seen um his his media appearance last uh yes today or the day before where he spoke about the um the you know the impact of um ra- the racism you know on him um as an in- indigenous player and 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 you know it's it's been in the news a lot lately and and certainly Taylor Walker stuff was one thing, but then even Aliyah getting targeted only a few days later, um, and you can just you can just hear it in, in in him that he's uh how much it affects him, and I think it's something we should all listen to and un- understand why um, we all need to do better. Um, even if you know, even if you don't, you you yourself are not you know causing this, you can still do more in um, in in educating anyone around you that um, still you know the sticks and stones stuff and all that stuff I keep saying. It's not just sticks and stones, but um, it's you listen to this and just see the kind of um, leader he can be. He is, um, you know, beyond what he's doing on the field. Uh, it's been pretty challenging, to be honest. Um, uh, and I think you know Eddie Betts has been running that mostly, and, and he's a large voice for for the Indigenous players across the competition. And you know, if you would have seen his interview on Three Sixty, and it uh, touched the heart a little bit. Um, yeah, it's been pretty tough. Uh, I think just education is the main thing, and um, I think the competition competition lately has been really good at calling stuff out. Um, I guess as a playing group, we're sick of it. Um, so, yeah, the more it happens, this, you know, the more it builds up inside of yourself, and um, I guess as an Indigenous group of players, we're sick of it. I'm not sure whether it was last weekend or the weekend before, but we had three incidents in the same weekend. Um, so, you know, you've you got a friendship with these players, and to see them go through that, you know, it's pretty tough to see. Yeah, it's um incredible words from him just to just to be open and heartfelt and honest, and you could hear it in his voice how emotional it was making him. And just saying we're fuck, he didn't say we're fucking sick of it, but that was me <laughs> paraphrasing. But you, they're sick of it, and um and I, and I'm really proud that he's on our team. That he, you can already see in him a little bit of that. Um, and it's not that these guys should have to take it up. Eddie Betts shouldn't have to take the mantle like he is, but he's he's such a good person and a, and, and a good leader that he's taking it upon himself to do more. But he shouldn't have to be the ones that do more. They, they, we need to do more. But these guys are taking the mantle until that time that we come to the party. And I'm incredibly proud that Carl Amon is a Ford Adelaide player. And, and um, beyond what he does on the field, he does he's so much off the field. And another thing, um, if you're on Instagram, follow his, his, his K on photography or something like that. You'll find it if you search Carl Amon photography, I'm sure. He's got an incredible eye with the camera too. It's it's something I don't even know how I found it. I just was like what is this page and he's he's just he's got an incredible eye with the camera. So um that's something you should absolutely check out and that's that's great to like I love that FYI has got um you know it's like you know you follow Dixon with his cars, he loves his cars and I love that pa- I love you know when these guys have got passions like that it, it, you know it feeds in their footy too. They get, they get their you know release in footy but um yeah, I, I highly recommend you fo- follow his photography because it's amazing and I love seeing it. And I love seeing it whenever he pops stuff up, up on his page and it pops up on my feed. love seeing it. It's great stuff. So he's a guy that um, has, you know, beyond his footy, he's got his, um, he, you can obviously see, he um, takes a bit of a, um, as, you know, he's putting his voice out there about the racism stuff because it, it can, it is something that you can, you know, be more than, he'd be more than okay with just, you know, you could just, Take the view that I'm not going to talk about in the public media. It's on you guys to figure it out because it is. But he's he's putting his voice out there and, and that's an incredibly brave um, thing to do. So, but yeah, the photography is fucking great too. I, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it because you should you follow his page. It's fucking, fucking amazing. So, um, incredibly tano- talented man on and off the field and um, he's, well, he's well earned that um, name on the locker and there's a fair few games for him to come yet in that number 15 jersey and um, a fair bit of success to come for him as well. So, incredibly proud of Amon, um, 100 games and many more to come. So, well done. Um, what else is there to talk about with this one? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I mentioned, um, I should have last week, but I, I think it slipped my mind. Oh, no, I didn't do a preview last week. That's probably why I didn't fucking say it. Um, yeah, it's um, sad stuff that Rockcliffe has had to retire in such such circumstances. Um, it, but he's been an incredible, incredible um figure at Port Adelaide too. It's amazing to think, you know, he came over from Brisbane, and we probably didn't see his best footy consistently last year. He had a pretty good year, um, but you know, injuries curtailed a few years before that, and um, and you know, because he's he was an incredible player at R- Brisbane, and certainly added some incredible times for us too. But I think he's um his words have been so good, and he's such a he's such a good good bloke in the sense of how he. How he takes things on the chin and um certainly last year I remember him his his lockdown diaries, his day his James Bond missions with his kid in, in um when they had had to do the ISO after they got back from that one game against the Gold Coast and all that stuff. You can tell has got a he's got a he's um he's a funny bloke and and has a lot of heart as well. And um you know, he's you know, he, the fantasy fantasy football world's been mourning in mourning as well because of just his incredible record as a fantasy football player, the, you know, the, probably the best fantasy foot pl- football player in history with, um, you know, it's where the picnic name came from and all that stuff. It's just um, an incredible career. And, um, and, but what, what he's done at Port Adelaide is just so much more than, you know, and I love that he's come up to Port Adelaide. He spent most of his time, sorry, as his playing career goes, is at Brisbane, but he's come to Port Adelaide and embraced the culture, embraced the club, and the club's embraced him. And you can see it in his words when he talks about it. You know, any other player goes to any other club sometimes, only has a few years there at the end of their career. It's not like you can sometimes see that they didn't really get as much out of it. And especially with the injuries he's had and all that stuff, you could, um, you could, um, you know, any other, a lot of other players might have been disappointed and just gone, oh, you know, it didn't really go my way. But he's just like, no, this club's been incredible. Love my time here. Um, and you can see that he's doing so much off the field as well. You know, Willem Drew, you can see, is the direct benefit of what Rockcliffe is doing um still at the club even though he's not playing on the field so you know w- you know Willem Drury just a little protege and um and just yeah we're, we're incredibly blessed still at this at this very moment he's doing so much work for us um you know he's going to be a big part of um our charge to hopefully a flag this year and uh and it'll be incredible and uh, it's, it's the unfortunate fact of um you know you only get a medal for the players on the field but um uh, charge the flag this year if it happens um, and knock on wood um, Rockliffe's name is going to be all over it, even if he hasn't touched the field for us um, on the AFL field he did get a little bit of a time and, uh, until an unfortunate injury but um, yeah no, he's been an incredible man for our, our club and i really proud to um, call him a Port Adelaide player and uh he's, uh, he's going to be a, a popular name in our history, even if it hasn't gone, you know, the way it we would have hoped on the field a lot. Um, but last year, he certainly had a great year that showed us all just the kind of player he could be. And, he, you know, he's he's been incredibly unlucky with the injuries that have... Because he he did have a year or two certainly left in him, I think, if um, those guttly injuries with the blood clots and all that stuff hadn't happened. So, yeah, love you, Rocky. And, um, yeah, you yeah, am very proud that... Uh, the Port Adelaide, the Port Adelaide name is in your career because um you've certainly done yourself proud as a man of Port Adelaide, and uh, and um you know we're all we're all um, incredibly lucky to have lucky to have um seen you play in our colours. So um, great stuff. So um yeah, that's more or less it. I think um big game coming up tomorrow night. We're um incredibly excited here. I'm gonna we're gonna be sitting at home watching it here, and uh, we've got the day off beforehand, so I'll just get some relaxed time in during the day, and, uh, and get myself fucking nervous for the night, so, um, keep an eye on the socials, might do a little giveaway, um, do something, see, fucking something, I don't know, we'll figure it out, figure it out tomorrow when I wake up and, um, decide to just throw some random shit in a bag and send it off to someone who maybe guesses our first goal scorer, I don't fucking know, we'll see, we'll see what happens, um, but yeah, thanks for listening, um, I'm try. I'm, I'm stalling because I'm trying There's there's something I think I've forgotten to do on this preview. Preview, and I'm just I'm just trying to think of it, but I'm probably not going to think of it because it's it's twenty past eleven at night, and I'm probably just knack. I've worked since eight o'clock this morning and um until <laughs> until a bit after five, and I'm just fucking knackered, and I'm enjoying a beer and and just uh, enjoying just settling into this evening before I head to bed. So um yeah no, I'm probably, if there's something I've forgotten, and I'll probably remember it tomorrow morning. And go fuck. But this will already be out in the airwave. So here's what it is. Anyway, um, it might be the fact that we do have um, some new merch that's going to be, this tracking says it's going to be arriving in the 26th of August, which is very soon. Um, So that's exciting, but no, that's not what I was going to talk about. I don't know. Fuck it. Um, Yeah. Peace out, guys. Can the pair. Let's get the win. Let's go into finals in some good form. Can the pair.